Hey, welcome to episode one of Drinking from the Garden Hose. I'm Obi, that's Ed. And we're a couple of cranky old men in training. Ed, how are you and where can people find our podcast? So here's the thing, Obi, as you said, episode one, couple cranky old men just trying to figure this out. So we assume and are hoping based on some things we did on the back end, should be able to find us on Apple Podcasts, should be able to find us on Google Podcasts. Pretty sure you can find us on Spotify. Uh, I know you're going to be able to find us through a link that we'll put out on Twitter from our uh, Drinking from the Garden Hose Twitter. Um, and uh, it, you're just going to have to bear with us here. But if you found us already, so uh, that's a good sign. And you can always just keep listening to us there. Um, but uh, this, has been, this has been an interesting journey, Obi, hasn't it, to get to this point? Oh, my goodness. You would think that just recording your voice and sending it out into the ether would be easy. Uh, it's, it's not simple just pressing two buttons anymore and, and letting the tape deck do its thing. Yeah, remember two months ago we had this idea, let's do a podcast. How hard can that be? I think, I think we even said, let's do a podcast because that's easy. I think those are the words, right? That's exactly, you've done one of my shows, you're like, that's a lot of work. Let's just do a podcast. That should be easy. But uh, taking production into our own hands has turned us into uh, old men quicker than we thought we were. Like the technology, I'm a computer programmer for a living. And the technology here was just like, wait, what, do what, where, when? We still probably need better mics and everything, let alone know how to put it out there for the world. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to do something easy. Next thing I know, I talk to a couple people. I find out I have to buy a $75 mic, a $75 uh, camera. I'm not even sure if that's even going to help. Uh, then I find out if, uh, if we really want somebody to do this for us, it's going to cost us, what, $1,500 startup fees and then $100 an episode to upload it. I heard about Lipson. I heard about, you know, things I never heard about. Did some research, took all week to try to get this thing on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, got a, got an email today, Obi, very proud. So hopefully when this thing drops, people can just go into their podcast app and listen to this thing. With any luck, they'll find us right there under Rogan. Like Rogan, us, Kevin Smith, we'll be right in there. Uh, in a couple of weeks, probably, right? Not not Friday. I don't think Friday, but a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so Obi, what... You know, so I, I did some things on my end, found out that if we wanted to farm this out, it was going to cost us a lot of money. And not only are we cranky old men, but we're cheap old men, apparently. So, well, actually, quite frankly, if we start making money off of this bad boy, we'll, we'll farm it out like you wouldn't believe. But since we're making nothing, we're going to do it ourselves. But what you have to do, just talk about the Zoom part, like how we had to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we, we've been Zooming all pandemic, but I've never had to record a Zoom then download the Zoom that I record. You get the video file, which we may be putting on YouTube. Remember, wherever you're watching us, YouTube or uh, listening to us on Apple, Spotify, like and, and rate. Sorry for that rant there. But you get the video files, you get the sound files, which goes where, how to bring them together, uh, what kind of software I needed for that. Fortunately, there's some free stuff on the computer for now. But yeah, that was just, I thought that was going to be honestly you were going to send it. We were going to do our test and I'd be like, tell you the next day. Oh, it's good to go, Ed. But nope, nope, not really. Two, three days of digging around. And I have some experience. Like, this isn't my first thing, but you would think, like you said, this would be the easy, breezy way. Um, you know, and we're gainfully employed guys. You know, we should be able to afford it. But like you said, it's 
one thing to have a hobby. It's another thing to invest all your money in a hobby. Yeah. Hey, we start getting ad campaigns on these walls back here. We'll start having somebody pay for it. That that yeah, I would agree. And then maybe we'll get the seventy-five dollar mics, or maybe I think I saw like a hundred and fifty dollar mic. We might be able to go crazy with this thing if it if it all goes well. And so then you know we're also forgetting something really important. I, I mentioned Lipson. So you can't just you can't just record this podcast on zoom and expect the world to be able to hear it you have to have a place for it to live so then i found out that costs money so we now have a subscription to host our podcast so you know that we have that we'll have to remember to cancel that if this thing goes belly up so otherwise my credit card will keep getting charged so we got that going on bidding, bidding, bidding. yeah exactly and then and then what about the artwork right so you came over they're like oh Ed, we need artwork we need a theme song I'm like, whoa. So artwork, uh, you should be able to see our artwork, uh, you know, again, on our Twitter. And it's also on the podcast apps. But we, uh, my daughter was able to do that for us, right? So bingo. We found a cheap labor for that one. Yes. And then the theme song, I know, Obi, you tell us about, I mean, did, how, I know you struck out. I mean, that's the I, end, I of, end of the day. You struck out. I struck out. I mean, I have the, several friends. Hopefully some of you are listening who are professional musicians. Uh but either I wasn't able to get in contact with them, musicians, or, you know, we wanted this 80s theme, and, which we got, which was, I think, incredibly important to us. But uh, that wasn't where they were comfortable. Either they were guitarists and not keyboardists, or they just didn't feel like that was their, their groove. Or one guy was like, I'm not going to spend hours to write a 15 to 30 second song. Um, no matter how much you pay me, I'm just not going to be satisfied with it. And so it's just different things. And yeah, you think these things are easy. You know, as you were talking and you were talking about the art and how we release it and everything, I remember my brother, he and a group of his friends, they made a fanzine. So this was, you know, on paper. But they just all wrote little articles, drew pictures, stapled it, to, photocopied it, stapled it together, put it in the local record store and sold it for a quarter. The local record store kept a penny of each, each one they sold. And granted, they, they made like 10 bucks the splitter on four or five guys but that was a lot easier than this you know just a photocopy this is technology supposed to make things easy i'm not always sure it has you know obi uh my my big takeaway from that because i know technology is a challenge my big takeaway is the record store is robbing your brother a penny for like really they had it they had to take a penny cut i believe so like look maybe maybe because he listens to everything i do not wood so he'll see this and then he'll tell me, no, no, they didn't take anything or what, or they took a nickel. But it just, it was crazy how simple it was. But Lipsis, you know, they're charging us and we're not even getting a cutback. No, no, yeah, they're getting the whole cutback. So, so what, let's, again, maybe we'll get ads one day and, and we'll have this, this rock and roll. And so on the theme song, you know, hopefully you heard it at the intro. We finally did get a theme song. My, uh, this, this guy I know, uh, Aaron Rester is his name. He's a musician. Um, and he was able to do it for us. And he, I think he hit the eighties for us, right? His yeah. words to me were, I think I did as much eighties into that 39. Possibly. Absolutely. It was totally. 80s. Oh yeah. It was, oh. it was totally eighties and uh, you're freezing up. So I'm just going to keep talking. Oh, there you go. That's why I freezing up. But uh, yeah, it's totally eighties. It feels like right out of like, a jukebox from the 80s, like one of those songs that you hear, you listen to, you're like, oh, it wasn't so great, but it just, it, bing, 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 that could 
computer electronic sound that he knows on a keyboard. Uh -huh. The guys who sing Whip It, you can see them banging their heads. Devo. Devo, totally doing it. So, so here's the thing. I told Aaron, I said, so Aaron is more of a, I guess he's a, like an American folk singer type, right? So, and he might kill me for saying that about him because maybe I got it completely wrong, but he's got a couple albums out there. He's got a really cool version of Mary Jane's Last Dance by, uh, by Aaron Rester, but originally by Tom Petty. You can get all that on Amazon Music. But um, so I told him, I said, listen, here's what I want. I want a cross between Tainted Love and Safety Dance. Can you pull that off? Now, think about what I just told you. He's a folk singer. <laughs> and I asked him to pull out and he did it. So hats off to Aaron. So we have to. But again, it, you know, you got to know people. You got to know people. Yeah. Yeah, or, or you have to then, we didn't have to for this, but other projects, then you go to Pfizer, Fiverr, Fiverr, and they charge like $75, $80 for, for it. You know, maybe they work 15 minutes or however long they're going to charge you for it. So we got lucky on your daughter who, I didn't know she was an artist because, you know, I know she's an incredible athlete when she has time to do artwork, you know, good for her. <laughs> and then, you, you know, find people who do music who, have time, you know, working musicians, if they're working musicians, like that was really a thing, they're busy. It's especially, you know, the distance they're coming out of the pandemic, they're trying to get every gig, every lesson they in that they can, because uh, they haven't been working for a while. So we we got, I think, luckier on the music than the artwork. I think I had a backup plan for the artwork, uh, but your door took over for that and made it fantastic. Were you gonna just write drinking from the garden hose on a whiteboard and take a picture of it? Is that the backup? No, no. My sister-in-law is a is a artist, and I think okay. I could have uh, relied on her for that. She's she's done several things for us over the years, and she's the kind of artist like her. Her work is hanging in my house, my parents' house. So she, you know, she's teaching at the school, so she wasn't struggling for. Um, everyone wants extra income, but she had her regular income going, and so I think I could have hit her up for you know five bucks of her time. So maybe what we can get her for is, you know, that backdrop behind you got a lot of white space. When we start putting ads up there, maybe she can do the layout. Maybe she can even paint the ads on the on the on the wall there. Ooh, ooh, no, no ads getting painted on the wall. She can we can get photos and lay them out. That that is <laughs> that is next. So I mean, you you've worked with me before in other places. This is my new studio, so I have to definitely get things on the wall. I went from the boring gray to the brick white, but we have. Uh, Trying to get things on the wall that say who I am without, uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's been a hard struggle to find the right thing to put on the wall. I mean, you got the great uh, Rutgers world going on, the Rutgers hat. I was 50-50, by the way, on the Rutgers hat today. I, I decided to go really old school Brooklyn hat to show our age, but I know Rutgers would have jived very nicely with what you have to present. Yeah. So, so Obi, you know, we talked a lot about our technology struggles here with just getting this podcast off the ground. So, I mean, this is, this is, uh, people might not, if you're listening to this right now, I don't think you really realize how big of an accomplishment this is for these two guys right here. So we're, we're over the moon, but you would think we've had a lot of technology wins in our lifetime up to this point, considering we're actually recording a podcast, but Obi, is, is that the case or have you uh, stumbled before with technology? Well, I mean, that's, that's a great question. I didn't, uh, I'm more usually successful than uh, failure with technology. Like I said earlier, I am a computer programmer. Uh, I can make computers do a lot of things uh, that there, other people don't realize they can do. But when it comes to like hardware and stuff or 
interacting with networks sometimes like, oh, I built this great thing. How do I get it out to all the employees? Um, many times I've run into issues with IT departments, even while being in one. So uh, well, I'm like 75% successful, but I've had many major fails, uh, especially as I look up my computer printer. I have one of those network printers. Yeah, that never works. <laughs> never. And yeah, constantly plugging it back in, turning it off and on connecting directly to whatever machine I'm trying to print from. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have a fail there. So, so funny you mentioned the printer, right? So I, I have a wireless printer as well. And, and, um, uh, I have it hooked up. My laptop can print to it wirelessly. I even got it so my phone can print to it. And I actually print more to that printer from my phone than I do from my laptop. But here's where the big fail comes in. It never works for my wife. I mean, the thing freaking works for me all the time. I press print, paper's shooting out of that damn thing, right? My wife goes to print it, never works. She's got to restart her computer. Whose fault do you think it is? It's all your it, fault. You, it's you, my you, fault. You set it up wrong. It's my fault. And, and the thing about it is I probably go about this the wrong way as well because when she starts in on me that it's my fault, my first reaction is, well, it works for me. And um, that that usually just that's like if you were at a fire and instead of putting a fire hose on it, you, I don't know, poured gasoline on the fire. That's usually how that goes. So I, I would agree. The printer is not one that works for me. I'll, I'll give you another one, Obi, that um, to my my daughter's chagrin on this one. Mobile tickets. Right. So we got mobile tickets to go to a baseball game or go to. And now with COVID, everyone, nobody wants to print a freaking ticket anymore because you can't touch it. Right. So this was before COVID, though. A couple of years ago, I went to a Yankee game, had the mobile tickets. I was all proud of myself. I, I get up there. I, I, have the, I have the ticket on my phone. I put it under the reader. Nothing, right? Take it out, put it back under. Nothing. Now, there's a guy working the ticket gate older than me. Older than me. He, in front of my kid says, it's your phone. Your phone's not working. No. I have a Samsung, like freaking S20. My phone works just fine, buddy. It's the ticket machine that doesn't work. Then he says, no, 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 your, your brightness. And then I, now I start arguing with him. Tell him my phone's plenty bright. <laughs> Meanwhile, my teenage daughter's like, dad, 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 knock it off. And she's like, grab my phone. And she goes quickly and she, she does the, the, uh, the brightness and boom, it works. And I had to listen to my daughter, like berate me all the way to the seats about how why did you lose your mind back there, dad? It's just your phone. He was just telling you your brightness had to be lower. So yeah, there's some, like it's just a little stuff that should work, but it doesn't. That really fries me. My, I, I can relate to both those things. My, first of all, you're right. The printer works better from my phone. My wife doesn't print anything anymore. She emails it to me and <laughs> either prints it from my phone or, or makes me print it. So totally on board with that. And my younger one, so my older one, he was born 80 years old. He has, like, if we, we should bring him in there. His technology issues are, are, are off the hook. The younger one's the one who's good with computers. Like, he knows everybody's password to everything. Like, I don't know my wife's password to her phone. He does. Like, she'll start complaining about something with her phone. And the brightness was the, just totally reminded me of it. Comes in, he fixes it. My Kindle app's the wrong color. <laughs> Comes in. You don't even use Kindle. You don't read. Yeah, I know, but I can fix an app. So, yeah. 
totally on board with that. With the kids just raised on that tech, and you hear it all the time. Well, they were raised on the technology. You know, my youngest, he was allowed to bring his phone to school. Encouraged it. They're like, if your kid has a phone or an iPad in fifth grade, like, like bring it to school. Meanwhile, we didn't get my older son a smartphone until he got to high school. We tried not to get him a phone even when he went to middle school. In elementary school, they're like, have the kids bring in their iPads or iPhones. And just, and here we are. Like, I can't print. It's too so I, I think we might be going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. But I will tell you this, the whole phone thing, right? So, of course, when we were kids, we didn't have phones. And we'll get into this in a later episode about, you know, my parents didn't know where the hell I was. I left the house in the morning. And as long as I was home by dinner, everything was good. They had no idea where I was. They couldn't GPS track me. They certainly couldn't text me. They certainly couldn't call me where I asked me where I was. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm a little bit, as, as people will learn, I'm a little bit of an old school guy. And, uh. I just didn't think my kids needed a phone that early, right? I thought it was, first of all, kind of was thinking they didn't need a phone until they could pay for it themselves. But okay, so that's not going to happen with the price of phones these days. So then we get to a point where all of a sudden it dawns on me one day that, wait a second, my kids having a phone will make my life easier, right? Now I can get a hold of them. Now I can GPS track them. Now I'll know where they are. So, you know, that's when we get the kids the phone when they're in sixth grade. So my youngest is now in sixth grade. Got her a phone at the beginning of the school year. You realize the other day, uh, this was literally last week, I uh, take her, we're leaving the house to take her to school. And she says to me, dad, can you tell mom that I need to be picked up at such and such time um, because I don't have my phone? And I said to her, I said, well, why don't you have your phone? Well, I forgot to plug it in last night and it's dead. So I had to give her the lecture. You know, the only reason you have that phone is to make my life easy. <laughs> and right now you're not making my life easy because I have to communicate with your mother and we have to guess what time you're going to be ready. This is not why we got you a phone. And I went on and on and on. And uh, she'll probably in about 30 years be, uh, you know, repeating that verbatim to her kids in front of me about that. But uh, you do anything like that? Did you get phones for your kids just because it made your life easier? Uh, yes. Uh, specifically. So like in my town, like I told you, when you, when the kids went into middle school, it was kind of like, Everybody got, it's like, you know, it's like, get the kids a phone. You can track them. They'll, you don't, like, the middle school doesn't tell you, do they have after school, when the buses get, like, they just, they, because the kids have the phone. So, yeah, the kid wanted to get picked up. All of that whole thing was all about it. But my bigger story is when we get the phone for my, so the first one's just old enough that his first phone is a flip phone. Just old enough, but apparently. Just old enough. Like, and he wasn't, like, he wasn't alone. Like we had smartphones, but most of the kids still had flip phones with the full keyboard, but still like a, a flipper. And my parents kind of looked at me, okay. And my in-laws and my brother. Okay. Then like I told you, the other one got it younger, got it in elementary school, the end last year of elementary school. And my brother, we're like, whatever they told us. We told my brother, as soon as your daughter gets to middle school, she has to be at that school and you don't know when she wants to come home, you're going to get a phone. Oh, no, she can walk home. I know she can walk home, but you're going to want to know where she is, when she is, when she's staying. Boom, 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 boom. My niece has a phone. <laughs> like it's just so, yeah. And that's why it's for us. It's not for them. They get all the benefits of it, but it is just, we, we're going to talk a lot about how we have, we were free and 
and they are, and these kids are not, but we're half the problem, right? Like when we have those conversations, it's us going, we need to know where you are. Every parent's doing it and we want to be able to know where you are too. So no, uh, you're going to be home by this time or I'm going to start, like we have the Apple phones. My kid doesn't answer his phone. It starts binging wherever he is. It's by my phone. Bing, bing, bing. Yep. Middle of school. Bing, bing, bing. They'll, they'll answer that. Yeah. No, and so that that's the whole thing, right? So the phones are still, it's still all about us, right? As parents. Yeah. Even though the kids have these great phones. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't think they realize the freedom they've given up by having to be able to be able to group chat with their friends, right? Yes. No, I, great group chat story today. This just happened today. My son, oldest son, um, He's very affectionate. He, he just, he, he is. And he just loves being with his mom and dad. And just, I don't know. It's almost to the point, like, can you please leave? You know, he <laughs> has to like, just. Get out of the bed. There's only room for two, two of us in here. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not that bad, but yeah. That, you're, you're getting it. So he's in the room talking to his mom about um, E3 or what, I think that's what it was. Big, big uh, video gaming convention with my wife is only like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm good. And I'm still nodding along because you're my son. And he, I guess he had a, a group chat open and he accidentally called everybody or they had a group chat that was called and he accidentally answered. And all of a sudden my wife was talking to him and the kid on the group chat's like, whoa, who is that? My son's voice dropped like two octaves. Yo, dude, it's me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I'm in my mom's room or I was just Trying to convince you to buy something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. They get the group chat, and we get to know where they are. Even in college, even in college, you know, where he would, he have like he had late classes, and he had to walk across the campus, and there, there wasn't any uh, buses. As they're used, to, they're there, but they're not like what they used to be. My wife would be like, and when he was at the campus, when he was in RPI, it was really like, where is he? Where is he? Did he get home from campus safely? Because he had like the, he lived in the one dorm that wasn't on campus. And he had to walk two blocks through town. So I think kids, you know, the other thing is right. So obviously, I pay my kids cell phone bill because they're still in school, middle school and high school. But I'm assuming you're still paying your college age son's bill because if you pay their bill, you have the access to the GPS and all that fun stuff, right? So it's this huge trade off. Like, oh, my parents pay my bill. My parents. Russia, exactly where you are. You know, to the point where we keep telling our we keep telling him that probably the last bill that he like he will know he's his own man when we stop paying his cell phone. Like we'll pay, he'll be paying his insurance first. Like he'll be paying rent first because it is. It's all just it's like complete access. I, mean, I, I can't. I'm like I know he's gonna be thirty. You're still gonna want to know where he is. Like my. My father, like on the Apple, we have him on Find My Friend. We still need to know where that guy is. Like he's he's an exact guy. Like, where's dad? So it's gonna be like, nope. You want independence? That's the key to you know. It, for us, it was you got a bicycle. For these kids, it's you pay your own cell bill, and you've got your full independence. You're you're right. We had a we had a bike, and we got away from everybody. And they get they pay their own cell phone, and they get away from everybody. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. so Obi, that just makes me think. I think we should talk about, you know, our next segment here, but whatever happened to, you know, I'm, you, you bring up the bike. So whatever happened to bikes with banana seats? I don't know. 
Have you seen one of them recently? So here's the thing. And I bring this up because I had a bike with a banana seat when I was a kid. Like that's the bike my parents got me when I was in elementary school. I learned to ride a bike. It was a white bike. It had fenders, front and back fenders, and a freaking banana seat, you know? And unfortunately for me, none of my friends had banana seat bikes, right? Or at least they didn't bring them out in public, right? They all had like the BMX bikes with pegs and stuff. So of course, you know, as I got old enough, I was able to get rid of my banana seat, take the fenders off, but I was still stuck with this banana seat fender looking bike trying to make it look cool. So I just wonder whatever happened to those banana seats? I, I think I think the key word there is cool. I think they just lost their coolness. I, I've seen kids riding like low rider bicycles, but they're like BMX, but they look like low riders, but no, never haven't seen a banana seat. You know what I wonder though? Whatever happened to garbage pail kids? Like those collectible stickers, I had the first set, the full first set. And now I know I'm, my kids are into these collectible card games and I still look at the Peruzzi baseball cards. I don't see those stupid stickers anymore. Are they still making garbage pail kids? So, Obi, you're asking the wrong guy because I never had a garbage pail sticker in my life. But, but I do know they existed. And I'm not exactly sure when they lost favor, but uh, you're right. They're not around anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no longer gone. They're gone. So but, can, can we talk a little bit about your garbage pail uh, sticker obsession? Or are I, you, I that... only collected the first set. <laughs> I got them all. And one of the characters, and I don't know if, if they have any value, and I don't even know if I have that original set anymore. But what I do remember is one of the characters' name was Joe Blow. <laughs> and uh, somebody wrote job on there. So. <laughs> yep, yep. That's probably what happened to those garbage bell stickers. Yeah. Too many parents complaining over uh, kids being smart, smart Alex or smart Alex. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. I'm sure that's what it was. And, uh, you know, I hope that I wasn't that parent who would complain about that kind of thing. I'm sure there's things that uh, I did complain about, though. But, you know, speaking of bicycles, Back in my day, kids used to build jump ramps for their BMX bicycles. They'd go and get some firewood and a, and a two by four, not two by four, a piece of plywood and build ramps and jump their bikes off of them. And I've seen guys and, and parents who buy their kids ramps. So it's not like they've stopped jumping, but they don't build their own. I built one once. We decided we were going to take the logs instead of putting them on their sides, put them up and down. We rode up that ramp. That log <laughs> fell right out. But that was what growing up was about. You're right. You don't see kids. First of all, you don't see very many kids riding bikes at all these days, right? Right. But the ones that you do see, I I, I don't see any kids uh, jumping anymore. And I'll tell you something. I got I got a kid on my block here. He got a bike recently, and I thought it was odd that he got a bike. And he's been doing something that I think is interesting. He's riding wheelies and wheelies down the street riding a bike it's pretty cool i mean you used to do that back in the day right kids don't do that anymore but you're right nobody makes their own ramps anymore back in the day you know but i you know i'm wondering about this is really topical right now you know back in the day we had to go to school until the last day of school like if school ended on thursday your your rear end was in school until thursday and usually it was a you know half day but your rear end got on the bus, went to school, and came home half day, right? Kids today, at least my kids, 
I, the teachers stopped teaching like two weeks ago. I, my, my kid goes to school and then I get a call. Hey, can you come pick me up? It's like in the middle of the day. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, my teacher's not here for the last period of the day. So I got nothing to do. So I go pick her up. Today she comes home and goes, yeah, there's nothing going on. Like, her last day of school is Friday. She's like, there's, none of my teachers are going to be there the rest of the week. So wait, when is the last day of school? Like, why doesn't the school district just tell me that the last day for high school students was last week? Because that's when the teachers realized it was the last day. So I don't know. Back in my day, we went to school until the last day of school. It's uh, just not happening anymore. I got, I got two stories on that. And we're going to kind of wrap up after that. But number one, in my my kids' school, same thing, especially in elementary school. Like they would schedule school for however long. But spring, summer camp would start usually during that last week. And every kid would start going to summer camp, whether it was day camp or sleepaway camp. So if you were the one of the kids who were there, there was nothing to teach you. You just stayed home. And then you brought it full circle. Here she is. She wants to come home. We couldn't come home because we, what were we going to call the payphone? Hey, mom, first of all, we had to be like, it's me. I'm at the payphone. 864-27, call me back. <laughs> and then they call me back. Can you come pick me up? They, no, no, sit down. I'm busy. I'll see you at the end of the day. Yeah, You, you know what? You're right. I should have told her, uh, walk home because that's what I used to do back in the day. You know, as much as I complain about what it was like back in the day, I am becoming a softie, and that's why I'm glad we're doing this podcast to make me to bring me back to my roots. <laughs> oh, getting too soft. We we will work on that in, in next week's episode of of hardening you back up and making your Sam and Alex not like you as much as they do now, because because that's what you need. You need angry children because you're a strict father. I, I highly recommend it. I'm sure if they were listening to this, which they better, because I'm going to make them. Uh, they would tell you I'm the most strict parent in the history of the world. Ah, see now. Okay, well, maybe you need to rub off on me because my kids would not tell you that, that I'm the strict parent. They wouldn't even tell you my wife is the strictest parent, even though she's stricter than I am. But yeah, maybe that's the difference, though, because your Sam and Alex are girls and my Sam and Alex are boys. Listen, everything's relative. I still think that uh, they don't know the strictest parents until they meet my parents, right? But of course, my parents are now grandparents and they're taking the biggest softies in the world. So that's just the way the world works. Absolutely. So Obi, uh, this is our initial uh, podcast episode one. We look to be doing this every two weeks. So uh, this should drop on Friday. Uh, and we're looking to do every other, every other Friday going forward. So uh, we'll be back at work figuring out uh, what else we can be cranky about as we're cranky old men in training. And uh, this has been a blast. Hopefully people enjoyed uh, understanding, you know, I think there's a lot of cranky old men in training out there that can relate to this stuff. So if you listen to this, if you found it, if it actually worked, if the technology we put together actually got this so you could listen to it or watch it on YouTube and you have topics that you think that you could relate to, please comment below. Uh, I, uh, Obi, what else do they do? They shoot us an email? They don't even know our email. How the hell do they get in touch with us? Look, whatever platform you find us on, leave us a comment. Um, we're going to have a Twitter uh, up and going. Find that Twitter, uh, Drinking from the Garden Hose, and, and tweet us there. Um, obviously, Ed's now hit on our next thing we have to do is come up with a better way to have you all communicate back to us. But comment sections are comment sections, and we will be reading them. Uh, we appreciate all of you all for listening and leaving comments and liking us and 
sharing us. Share us with everyone you know who's another cranky old man in training or even a cranky old woman in training. Or already a cranky old man. They could probably relate. They could actually laugh at us because we're still going through the growing pains of becoming cranky. But uh, our, our Twitter is at from hose at from hose will be our Twitter. And that's where uh, we'd love to communicate with you. And we'll be putting up the links for our show. So Obi, anything else before we say goodbye? I, I think I'm done for tonight. Um, yeah, I'm good. All right. Peace. Peace. Take care.